Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, the world has still gone nutty, buddy, buddy. Even downright cruddy, buddy, buddy. Wish I missed the past, buddy, buddy, but there's still buddy cast. No, don't be naughty, go meet everybody here on buddy cast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. It's another fun day Friday edition of BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a very magical buddy, a very special buddy, my new buddy, Daniel Ross. How are you doing today, buddy? Hello, Nick. How are you? Hello to everybody listening. I, I want to just preface and apologize really quick. My voice is kind of shot, so I had a really intensive video game session yesterday. So if I'm a little off kilter, it's it's just that. No problem. Might <laughs> Thanks ask, for having me. Yeah. Might I ask, are we allowed to have a little like inside look at what the video game was, or is that still on the DL for now? Yeah, I can't talk about it, unfortunately. Uh, That's just the way it goes. Non-disclosures and such. Not, not a problem at all. That's why we ask, you know. So, buddy, I got to start by asking, how did you get into voiceover work in the first place? You know, I, I've always, I think I've always been a voice actor, and I just didn't realize it until much later in life. Um, I've always been into the performing arts, uh, theater, musical theater, uh, film and TV. I, I was a producer, and I've just kind of been around uh uh, the performing arts for a very long time, but it wasn't until my late teens that I really took notice of the fact that there are actors behind these amazing voices of all the cartoons that I love. And uh, I just started paying attention to that and going to conventions and meeting voice actors. I very quickly realized these people were just like me. They're, they're strange, they're quirky, they like to do funny voices all the time, and they really love the performing arts and their fans. So I just really gravitated towards voice actors, but it took me a long time to, to get around to it. Uh, my first big job was in 2007 for Transformers the Video Game as the voice of Starscream. <laughs> and uh, from there, again, I just started going to conventions and meeting even more voice actors. And in 2014, I packed up my car and I drove cross country to LA in the pursuit of being a voice actor, and here we are. Nice. As you said, it led to many other, it's led you to many incredible roles, including one of my personal favorites, Lucky from Lucky Charms. Could you, yes, tell, us, yes. could you tell us how you found that role? All right, let's, let's, let's see if I can do it, because again, my, my voice is kind of shot. <clears throat> They're magically delicious. All right, we're closing Love up. It. We're closing up. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was an audition that I had that crossed my path, and uh, it was a very interesting thing that happened when when that uh, came into my life because I had just quit my job working overnights at Target 
doing the logistics process with all the trucks coming in and freight going out. Uh, and I had said my goodbyes and I left the company. I'd been with the company for over 10 years. And uh, as soon as I'm driving off the parking lot at 8 a.m., uh, my agent calls and says, you booked lucky. And this came at a time where I said to myself, my gut was telling me it's time to move on. It's time to really start pursuing this full time. And my brain was saying, but health benefits, but a weekly paycheck. I need those things. And my gut was saying, no, you got to trust yourself. You got to trust yourself. So I literally got lucky. I got lucky. That's what I, that's what I tell everybody. Nice. You're also the voice of Donald Duck. What about that role? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> well, I am the third person uh, to have voiced Donald Duck in his 87 uh, youthful years of life. And I'm very honored to be one of those people. Um, I've been doing that voice ever since I was a little kid, since I was like three or four years old. My mom taught me how to do it. And so, yeah, it was something that I did for friends and uh, family and just to make people laugh. And then here I got to L.A. and I got an actual audition for that character. And I really I really put myself into it. I researched the character. I watched all the old cartoons. I, I did all the work because doing an impression is one thing. But getting up in front of the microphone and fully embodying a character are very different things. So I really had to augment that. And at the time, they were looking for a classic Clarence Nash sound, who was the original voice of Donald Duck. And he was mostly unintelligible. So, so you know, the gimmick was, what do you say? What do you say? <laughs> so they asked me specifically during the callback process, can you enunciate a little bit clearer? Can you make the voice a little bit clearer? Can you pitch it up a little bit for the younger uh, Disney Junior audience? And yeah, that uh, that happened six years ago, and uh, I'm just so incredibly honored to be uh, uh, doing that voice. <laughs> nice. Now, how did you develop that voice? Like, what are some tactics that you used to create it or so? Well, it wasn't up to me to create, uh, mm -hmm. to be honest yeah. with you. It was all laid out before me with, you yeah. know, 80 at the time, you know, 82 years of precedent. And so mm -hmm. really my process was to go back and listen and to mine for details, mine for things that I could bring to the present that people would instantly recognize as a Donaldism. And so that really was my job. And then, of course, how to manipulate the mechanism, because I'm not using my actual voice. There's a pocket of air that's in my cheek. And that's how I make the sound. And the rest is up for my mouth to, you know, enunciate and make the sounds properly. Uh, but as an example of something like that, saying the word duck is very difficult because the mechanism can only do the duck. And I have to add the at the end of it. So, you know, you get good at it after a while, but it's two very different mechanisms. And I had to learn that on my own, just kind of listening to the material and saying, how did he do that? How did Clarence do that back in the day? Nice. Nice. And is that how you do it for like any other role that you're offered? Like it's laid out in front of you and you just had to find those mechanisms as you found out? Or as you explain, no, you know, when it comes to a legacy character, something that's passed down, you know, from mm -hmm. generation to generation, there, there is historical precedent for you to lean into. Whereas if you're creating a character for the first time, that's that's all up to you. That's up to you and the directors and the producers and the writers to kind of find a unique symbiosis of what that character is going to sound like. Um, so, no, the processes are very different. Um, mm -hmm. 
But when it comes to stepping into an already existing character, uh, you know, you just do your best and, and hope that the, the, the fans receive it well. Mm -hmm. Now, backtracking to a previous question that I asked, I know you can't talk about the video game, but are there any other upcoming projects that you're working on that you'd like to promote today or anything like that? You know, I really wish I could. Uh, the only <laughs> thing I can tell you is Mickey Mouse Funhouse just premiered. I, I don't do the voice of Donald for this series, but I can be heard as a bunch of other fun characters. Uh, Zoop Bloop was one that a lot of fans uh, really like. And uh, let's see what else. Uh, Tom and Jerry in New York just came out on HBO Max. Uh, I play a bunch of fun characters in that. Uh, you can hear me in the Tom and Jerry show, which still airs overseas. I think they're in their fifth season now. And I play a bunch of characters on that. Um, but other than that, nope, I can't talk about anything else. It's no, I, have to wait, I have to wait for things to come out before I can really uh, promote mm -hmm. them. Awesome. Hey, when they come out, you're always welcome back on the show. Hey, that's, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, this is just a question I, I always ask actors or so. Has there ever been a time you've been offered like a role that you've just taken one look at and kind of like you had that gut feeling like, I don't know about this. Like, I don't know I would ever do this in a million, you know, like this just seems like a bad role to you or something. And if so, how do you approach it? How do you like say like, I can still do this, but here's what I want changed or something like that. You know what I mean? It's not my place to tell a production how to change their character to match me. It's, mm -hmm. it's my job as an actor to, to uh, amalgamate myself to what they're looking for. So th that doesn't really happen, but in terms of choosing roles, um, yeah, I, I will choose a role based on how I feel about the project or how I feel about the character. If I feel that it's it's such a stretch outside of myself that I can't bring that character to life, that's a situation where I'd really say no. But my job as a storyteller is to bring stories to life. So I don't really look at it from a perspective of, oh, this wouldn't work for me or I'm not interested in this you know, material or the theme or whatever the case might be. I just want to know that it's going to be a successful project and that it's going to have some, uh, you know, positive influence on on the audience members. I do a lot of horror movies, believe it or not. I've played a lot of bad guys in my in my time. And that's creatively, it's very satis satisfactory because, again, it's such a stretch from who I am. And I like to be a chameleon in that respect. Um, but uh, no, I haven't. I haven't had a situation where I've turned anything down. Um, I think I just curate the projects. My agents curate the projects very well for me, and um, you know that's in terms of animation for for on camera, which I intend to get back to uh, over this mm -hmm. next year. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see <Yeah>. what happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Now another side question: Have you ever done, say, like Comic Cons or? guest appearances at places. Have you ever done any of those in the past? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I love going to those things. Uh, it's not up to me, unfortunately, mm -hmm. to decide I'm going to go to this convention and they're going to have me as a guest. Yep. It's up to the convention to, to make that determination. So if any of your viewers would like to see me at their local convention or Comic-Con or whatever the case is, uh, my convention agents are CelebWorks uh, with an X. CelebWorks with an X at the end. And what they've suggested is Tag me on social media, tag them at CelebWorks and tag me at actor Daniel Ross and then tag the convention and say, we want to see Daniel Ross, bring Daniel Ross. My convention agents then take a snapshot of that and they send it to their buyers and the people who uh, actually run the conventions and say, see, people want to see this person. 
that's apparently how it works. So yeah, if you want to see me, uh, let's do it. But it's nice. the balls in your yep. court. Yep. <laughs> nice. I'll talk to our people. I'm good friends with the people who run our comic con and I'll talk to them. I know Excellent. they have one. They have one coming up this month, but then the the next one, I'll put your name for you. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah. I'd love to meet some more people. Yeah. Hey, you and me can have lunch even, you know? Hey, that's always a possibility, man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do of lunch. Course. Yep. Now, buddy, I'm going to ask you three questions that I always ask my buddies that come on the show. I don't call you guests. I call you buddies. The first that's one. That's the name of my bird. My bird's name is Buddy. Oh, nice. The first <laughs> one is, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Um... I think it just means having somebody to look out for and to make sure that you have their best interests at heart. Um, you know, all of my buddies and the people who are in my inner circle are people that I care about very deeply and I want to see them succeed and I want to see them flourish and I want to see them happy. So if there's things that I can do to help out in that regard, then I feel like I'm being a good buddy. Awesome. Perfect. I love that answer. And now the second question is part of being a buddy is being a charitable buddy. So if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Um, one singular charity. Uh, you know, I, I try to diversify what I give uh, mm -hmm. with a couple different criteria. I like to think of those who are the most vulnerable. Um, and in my opinion, if I have donations or if I have, you know, extra change that, that I can give, I like to give to the women's shelters, um, you know, people who have fled abuse, people who are trying to bring themselves up out of poverty. Uh, during the pandemic, I was donating my cameo uh, appearances to Meals on Wheels America because I felt like the elderly uh, were going to be the, the most hard hit during that time with the isolation. So at the very least, having a a guaranteed warm meal was something that, you know, made me feel like I was doing my part. But um, yeah, I think, you know, donations to women's shelters, uh, people who have fled abuse uh, and the elderly, the most vulnerable among us, I think uh, really are where my passions lie. Beautiful. Love that. I love how passionate you are about just giving back to others, you know, especially like you do something like a cameo, which actors you know during the pandemic were using to keep themselves afloat you're like i don't need to give it to this people you know so. we all had to do our part and you know when you're stuck at home and and there's physically nothing you can do the only thing i could do is use my platform and use my voice and so that was how i affected that change in that so I was love it happy. love it and now buddy it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question you ready for this Drum roll, please. For anyone out there who wants to be a voiceover actor, what is your advice to them? Okay, so this is a multi-part uh, answer. Um, first and foremost, you must study acting. Uh, you must study the art of acting. Um, doing voiceover is not just about doing a silly voice and reading what's on a script. It's about fully embodying a character and bringing them to life. Uh, whether that's the most authentic measure, like an authentic voice or a quirky voice, it doesn't matter. It's all the same method. So you have to learn the principles of acting. So I say study acting. The next thing I would say to look into is improvisation. If you've ever seen the show Whose Line Is It Anyway uh, or, or things like that, if you have a local improv comedy club, uh, they tend to offer classes on improv. 
which is really important for the ability to think on your feet. I would suggest improv, whether you're going to go into voice acting or anything, because it can help in so many different facets of life, like social communication, et cetera. So improv all the way, learn improv, learn to be able to think on your feet. And then thirdly, uh, I, I want your viewers to check out a website called IWantToBeAVoiceActor.com. That's IWantToBeAVoiceActor.com, curated by D. Bradley Baker, who's one of the most prolific voice actors in our industry. Uh, if you look him up, your jaw will be on the floor as to all the things that he's voiced. Uh, but he set up a really great resource for people beginning, intermediate, advanced, uh, to be able to look into voiceover. Um, and then, of course, uh, lastly, I do offer coaching myself. Uh, if you already have some experience as a voice actor or as a trained actor and want to learn about voiceover, uh, you can work with me one on one uh, through my website, ActorDanielRoss.com. Actor so that's my advice and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I got one more, two more pieces of advice to ask. In this world today, what do you think are Donald and Lucky's? words of advice for people out there you know if you had to be them for a moment uh donald would definitely say be yourself I want you. and uh lucky would probably just say um be magically delicious <laughs> perfect perfect way to end the show well buddy thank you so so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. it was a pleasure and an honor to meet you and talk to you Absolutely. The same with me, my friend. Thank you for all Thanks my for buddies. On the show. For anybody who wants to follow me, uh, follow me across social media under actor Daniel Ross. I've made it very easy across any social media. I've got a really great TikTok. We just hit a million followers. I'm absolutely gobsmacked about that. Come follow me. Join in on some of the fun. And yes. uh, I, I hope to see you all there. Yes, absolutely. And also, buddies, a quick announcement. Stay tuned. Not, not now, but stay tuned. Something is going to happen on BuddyCast soon. We're bringing back something. We're bringing back a little something, a little emergency. It's for an emergency situation, but we're bringing back one of your favorites. So stay tuned. But for all my buddies out there, this is my new buddy, Daniel Ross. Catch him at actor Daniel Ross. And Daniel, I got one favor to ask you before we end the show. What's that? Go be someone's buddy today. I will. Here, Huggles. Yay! Yay. <laughs> we'll catch you all next time here on BuddyCast. When the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them